Hey, it's Timmy. What's up? Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. Glad that you're joining me today. Today's talk is what's better, to be single or married? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I, I actually had someone ask me recently, which is what made me... Um, want to do a podcast, do an episode on that thought, on that subject. And, uh, you know, they, they knew that I had been married for 25 years. And now that I'm single, they said, so what do you like better? What, what do you like better? <laughs> Being single or married? <laughs> and, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, a great question, which I, I will answer. Um, but it's also, it's a, it's an interesting question to, to ask me, uh, not just because I, I spent 25 years married and now I'm single, but, um, my personality is whatever state that I'm in, I choose to make the most of it and enjoy it. Does that make sense? In other words, I'm not a big, you know, complainer. Like today, it's raining really bad here in Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I was going to go play Frisbee golf with my son. And uh, obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, I mean, I'll still hang out with him, but just we'll, we won't be doing Frisbee golf. And it, I'm just not a, like, it just that that's fine. It doesn't bother me. I mean, it just is what it is. You know, we'll be able to go tomorrow or whatever. Um, so I, I, thankfully I have that kind of personality. I think, I mean, that, at least I view that as a plus. I just, whatever situation I'm in, I tend to try to find the best, um, and just enjoy it. Is it, you know what I'm saying? But let me get to the answer. Let me answer the question. And then I'll riff a little bit about it. So right off the bat, my answer to what's better being single or married. Both would be my kind of like off the cuff, off the cuff. So my first, like we're here. Okay. <laughs> you say, uh, I want to be as honest as possible and as authentic and as real. Like I want to be very raw about this. And so I, I didn't do a lot of, like, I didn't write anything down. I just been thinking in my head, like what, what is better? So when I, when the person asked me that, I said, married, I said, he said, what's better being single or married? I said, married. Now that said, making the most of every opportunity, different seasons of life, And, and my situation might be a little different than some people's situation where some people may maybe are in a bad marriage or have been, or, you know, they, when they were married, it was a bad marriage. And so now they're like, oh my God, I live single so much better. Well, yeah. I mean, I can understand that. I wasn't in a bad marriage though. So I, I can't really, you know, so that's a, it's a different, it's a different question for me. And I think that's why my friend asked me that because he knew that I was. Uh, in a, in a 
good marriage, not perfect, um, but a good one. And he sees that I seem to be happy now as a single guy. And so he was like, so like, tell me, like, what do you like better? (laughs) And yeah, that's it's that, that, you know, I say married because I will get married again. I'm not, I'm not opposed to, to marriage. You know, sometimes when people get divorced, they get cheated and they're like, I'm never going to marry again. And that, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, especially if that's the way you feel and it's not from a jaded place. In other words, it's not that you're bitter. It's just that you're like, nah, you know what? I, I spent, you know, that time being married and now I'm single and I think I just want to remain single. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Really? Genuinely. That's, you do you boo right but for me personally i i enjoyed being married and i enjoy being single and there's advantages to being married and there's advantages to being single and i loved being married i love being single (laughs) um i think that for me, the thought of being single for the rest of my life does not sound appealing. That doesn't sound attractive to me. I have a, I have a, another one of my friends that I was talking to not too long ago. He, he was like, I'm never getting married. And that's fine. Again, to each their own. But I feel that it's important that if, if, if you don't ever want to be married again because you're jaded about marriage, that's not good. Or if you are married and don't ever want to be single, well, how wait, how can I word that? That's not let me think about that for a second. In other words, either way, if you're if you're single and jaded about marriage or married and jaded about being single, I mean <laughs> For example, okay, for example, it's coming to me now. I know married people that when talking to single people, they're like, well, how can you even enjoy being single? And I hated being single. You know, I mean, like I said, I enjoy being single. I enjoy it. There's advantages to being single, right? Freedom, do whatever the hell I want, when I want, with who I want, how I want, as long as I want, you know what I mean? Like I could just do whatever I want. Now I have a lot of, I have a lot of, um, not restrictions. That's not the right word. I am 100% free. I don't party. I'm not a big partier. I'm not a wild guy. That's just not, that's just not my thing. So you know, some of my friends are some, some of my married friends, they're always funny. They're like, do you have any cool stories to tell me? <laughs> like I'm going to have some crazy sexual stories to tell, to tell them. And then I'm like, actually, I live a pretty boring life. I mean, to, in the sense, in that sense, right. I mean, my life's not boring, but boring in the sense of, yeah, like I didn't have like 10 strippers at my house, you know, and had an orgy all night long or anything. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, as fun as that might kind of sound, it also sounds terrifying. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm afraid that I often disappoint my, my single friends or my married friends with, um, uh, not, not all that exciting. Not, I don't really have all that exciting, uh, 
stories and experiences to share. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway. So yeah, this, this whole, this whole thought I've, I've been giving it a lot of thought actually just, um, you know, about the differences and the benefits of being married and the, the benefits of being single and the joys of being married and the joys of being single. Uh, you know, the sorrows of, or the hardships or the difficulties of, of being married and the difficulties of, of being single, right? I mean, single, you know, it's funny, single people envy married people, married people envy single people, <laughs> you know, and I think, I think, and I, I and I'm going to have an answer for that. Like, I'm going to talk about why and how to merge those two and how that you can be married and enjoy being married and like everything about it and how you can be single and, and enjoy everything about it as well. So I hope to kind of through this rambling to make some sense of it, at least to make some sense for you to like think about things and consider certain things. But uh, one of the key aspects of, I think a happy, healthy relationship is, you know, knowing where you are. I, I I've said this quite often that, the most important thing that you can do for a relationship is to uh, work on the relationship that you have with yourself. I mean, that's, that's like the most important uh, piece. You know, I, I'm quoted as saying often, it's not so much about finding the right person as it is about being the right person. And I, I really, I still believe that. Uh, and I know for me personally, there's no way on God's green earth that I'm going to uh, marry someone that uh, I'm not going to get married until I um, I'm trying to think what I was going to say, because I have like my mind's going so many different directions and just FYI. So my, my I'm sitting in front of a window right now and it over it's I'm on the seventh floor um, if you're in Kansas City, you know the Country Club Plaza, which is where I live, but I'm overlooking Brush Creek and it's raining and it's just beautiful and the water's running. And so I'll be honest, I'm a little distracted by how beautiful it is uh, looking out my window while I record this podcast and sipping on a delicious cup of coffee. Um, so, yeah, like being able to be okay being alone. I think, okay. So I did a, I did a, uh, a blog post the other day. I say blog post. It, I, it was up on Facebook. I don't blog actually that often. I should, I have a blog. Uh, TimmyGibson.com is my, where you can find my blog, but I just don't do a lot of blogging much anymore. I do more video and podcast. Um, but I did one that I, I think I said, and I don't know if I've done an episode, I don't think I've done a podcast on this very topic, but it would be a good topic to talk about. I said, for the very first time, I'm alone. I've never been alone. At, never mind. It, it was called, uh, I've never been alone until now. That was the title of the, the Facebook post. And I kind of just, you know, shared a little bit about how I've never been alone in my life ever until now. And I don't use the word alone like like a bad thing. It's not like wah wah wah. Poor me. No no no. I'm not I'm not using it in that context. Just using it in the in the literal context, which 
I am alone. <laughs> I, I live alone. <laughs> and, uh, and I've never lived alone before. I've never been alone before. I, you know, left home when I was 19, went off to college to live in a dorm room with three other dudes, moved back home for a year with my parents and sister, and then left again, uh, you know, a year later. So let's see, I was, I left at 19, came back at 21 at 22. I went off to another college with a roommate. And then my roommate moved out and because I got married, my, my, uh, wife at the time moved in, you know, we felt that was probably an important thing that we should live together. <laughs> and so, you know, I got married and, and, and then I spent the next 25 years married and now I'm single. And for the first time in my life, I'm alone. And it was a shock. I'll be honest. It, 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 uh, yeah, it was, it was a, <laughs> that's an understatement. It wasn't just a shock. It was complete and utter devastation, to be honest, you know, to go from, you know, a 25 year marriage. Uh, now the, the I have two kids, the kids are adults. Um, but, but my, the youngest, my son, he had lived at home. Uh, he was 18 and, you know, lived at home still. So here I am in a house with a, with a spouse and my youngest child, two dogs that I've, you know, had for 15 years or whatever and a cat, you know, so, so a hustle and bustle house, right. You know, like people in and out and things going on. And then I'm single, I move out and I'm alone. Like, all alone. I, I first moved into an Airbnb and that was, I was alone, but not totally alone because obviously it was an Airbnb and, and I became friends with the owner and, um, who is still my friend to this day. She's just a precious woman. She was a widow and she was very, just very, 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 very sweet to me. And like I said, we, we've maintained our friendship and still talk and hang out. So, um, that was a real blessing for me. Um, but then, you know, then I've, you know, finally got my own place and for the first time in my life, I was alone, you know, no roommates, no spouse, no animals, no, no, nothing. I even spent the first seven months without a TV. Um, and I did that intentionally. So I, I say that to like, again, I'm not, I don't want sympathy. I'm not looking for sympathy. I don't need any sympathy. I'm doing totally fine. But it was just that journey of having never been alone at this time. Um, I'll be 52 this year. So this happened what when I was 49, 50, 49, 50. Yeah. 50. And, um, yeah, for the first time in my life ever, I was alone. And, oh, speaking of alone, that's my son. Let me answer the phone real quick here. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm recording a podcast. Are you coming over? Are you coming over? No, I just ordered uh, some food because it's so shitty out. I door some food. Yeah? 
Mr. Beast Burger. Oh. You know what that is? No, but it sounds delicious. Oh, where'd you where'd you order it from? Uh, DoorDash. It was like thirteen bucks or whatever. I was like, fuck it. Yeah, but it was like, but like twenty bucks. Oh. But it was only like thirteen or whatever because the fee wasn't that much. Okay. Dude, yeah, this is a YouTuber called Mr. Beast. Remember the dude who did like the million dollar, uh, like food challenge, million dollar like fireworks. Like he would shoot out like the biggest fireworks show. Remember? Yeah, vaguely. Really? Yeah, and I'm going to try. Okay, well, I'm going to order some, too. Cool. Well, hey, give me the, hey, text me the information. I've got to finish up my podcast, but I'll order. Okay. Okay. Hey, text me this, text me the info. All right. Love you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, I'm back. Sorry. Hopefully that, I don't know if that conversation was only one sided or not, but I don't edit my, my podcast. This is it. Like all I do is add a little music on the end and on the front and that's it. So you're getting the the raw, the raw podcast here <laughs> anyway. So uh, yeah, first time alone and it's been a wonderful journey of discovering who the fuck I am and, and what do I want? Who am I? What am I interested in? There's so many things. So, you know, some of the advantages of being married, they're, they're plentiful. There's so many good things about being married. Part of the challenges of marriage and, and what I hope to, what I hope share with what I hope helps you in your marriage. If you're listening to this podcast and you're married, um, Man, it's there's so many wonderful things about marriage, and I hope that this talk will help you appreciate your spouse even more, and and hopefully help you uh, not do what what I did, which was I got lost in my marriage, which then and it wasn't because it has nothing to do with my my ex. Um, this is all about me, and uh, enough enough about you. Or enough about me. What about you? What do you think of me? <laughs> anyway, but no, it's not. I, I, I don't, I don't blame anybody for my life except, you know, I'm the only one that's accountable and responsible for me. And so I, I had, uh, in the process of being married, really lost myself. And again, this wasn't about my ex. This was about me and uh, some of my choices and, and just my life and, and various things. There's, that's a, that's a whole nother long story. So here's what I would say to you, the listener, and in hopes to help you uh, have the best life ever if you're married and have the best life ever, you know, if you're single. So making sure to always take time for yourself and to be true to yourself and to, to speak your truth. You know, that, that was part of my downfall, I think, in my life in general, is that I was speaking other people's truths and not standing in my own truth. And w- what I mean by that is I, I'm, I'm not as much this way now, uh, thankfully, because I'm, I'm growing, but I was 
too accommodating. You know, I was, I was too, um, and that sounds like, like that's a good thing. And it's not, I don't say that. I always, I always hate when I ask people like, what happened to your marriage? And they say, well, I was just too nice. I was just too awesome. Like, no, fuck you. That's a bunch of bullshit. No one's perfect. And I just hate when people say that shit. So (laughs) what I'm saying is different than that. And so I, I please do not take this as like, I was just too nice of a guy. Because that's not true. I fucked up. I did some stupid shit. And I'm the only one to blame. And that's that's that. But what I've learned about myself and even my, you know, you know, my counselor said this to me when I said, you know, this, this, and this bothered me. He said, well, did you ever, you know, bring that up and really like fight for what you thought? And I said, no, (laughs) he said, Timmy, that's where you went wrong. (laughs) He said, you, you didn't speak your truth. You didn't, you know, stand up in the face of whatever it was. And, uh, again, this has nothing to do with my ex. I'm not saying that they did something wrong and I'm, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, okay, case in point, case in point, back when I was a pastor, which I'm not anymore, I'm not a pastor, I'm a spiritual teacher at this point, because when I say pastor, that makes people think I'm a Christian pastor. Anyway, <laughs> I uh, when I pastored, my administrative assistant, um, came to me one time and she said, Timmy, you're too forgiving and too nice. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, well, you know, some of the staff members, they're running late and you don't hold them accountable. In other words, you're not, you're not, you know, holding them accountable. You know, you don't, you don't want to make anybody upset. You don't want to make anybody mad. You're too accommodating. And so my counselor, when I was talking with my counselor, this is of course, you know, post-divorce because I'm just really trying to dig into my life and, you know, really get to get to the root of, of who Timmy is and where Timmy needs to learn and grow and develop. And he was asking me about things that made me mad or that upset me. And he said, you know, did you ever get mad? I'm like, well, you know, not really i mean i did i did i did get mad it's not like i never got mad but i i sometimes like that like people like staff members running late i would allow them to run late and when they would say sorry i was like hey no problem no problem it's all good it's all good it's okay it's okay it's okay well it's not okay <laughs> it's, it wasn't good and you know i didn't like it 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 did piss me off when they would run late you know, when we'd have a meeting at 10 o'clock and people started rolling in at 10 after 10, it, it did like, it pissed me the fuck off, but I just buried that. And it, what happened was, is it turned into resentment and that's not on them. That, that wasn't their fault. The resentment was on me. Does that make sense? I, I just want to be so clear about this, that I'm not blaming the staff members or blaming my ex. It, they didn't do anything wrong. I was the one that, uh, that did the wrong thing. Okay. And 
what I did wrong was that I didn't share what I was really feeling. I didn't share the anger. I didn't share my frustrations. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that with the staff. Therefore, at the end of the day, you know, they're all thinking everything's fine. You know, they're just happy. Everything's great. And thinking I'm totally cool if they're running late and it wasn't cool and I wasn't okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't good. It was making me mad. It was making me bitter. And I can only, again, blame myself. And I think a lot of that stems from, you know, being raised in a Christian home where we were about, you know, being sweet and kind and all that kind of stuff. And, and anger really wasn't an emotion that was embraced. And that's something I'm really trying to work through, uh, because even now as an adult, uh, it's, it's still, you know, <laughs> it's again, I, I just come from that kind of religious family where anger is looked at as something bad and I don't view anger as something bad now at all. Uh, but, but I did. And so I wouldn't express anger and, and this also goes into some other things it, just again, in my personal journey just realizing that I buried also some different feelings and emotions when my sister passed away and my younger sister, when she died, it was about six, seven years ago. Now, you know, I just, I buried that emotion. Now I definitely was not raised in a family that, you know, said that men shouldn't cry. I had a really good example of, you know, of a father figure being in touch with his, you know, emotions and being able to cry. So that, that, that was never a problem, but it, it was more about not that I didn't cry, but it was more about I'm tough and I'm okay. And the death of my sister, you know, didn't really bother me and I can, I can do this. I can handle this. It's okay. And the reality was it, it was difficult for me to go through that. And, you know, and I've, of course dealt with it now. Um, but I hadn't at the time. You might be thinking, Timmy, what in the fuck does this have to do with being married or being single? Here's what it has to do with that is being, whether you're married or single, always being true to yourself and, and allowing yourself to feel whatever it is you feel, which can be wrong. In other words, I think what my struggle was and what I am still working through, but I'm so much better at it is I didn't allow myself to be, to have wrong emotions, I guess. In other words, I, how can I put this so that this makes sense? It's like, I didn't want to make a mistake, right? I didn't want to, I didn't want, or I didn't want to sin. Right. I didn't want to get angry or I didn't want to, to break down. I, I didn't want to, I guess, show weakness. Essentially. It was like, I didn't want to reveal that I was human. And so I guess what I would, what, I, what I would say to, to, 
here is that, you know, allow yourself freedom to make mistakes because we all make mistakes regardless anyway. But I tried so hard to not make mistakes and that's just coming at it the whole, that's just, I was coming at it from the wrong way. You know, it's like I've taught this before, you know, trying so hard to not be fat or trying so hard to not be poor or try. It's like, why not just try to be healthy and try to be financially, um, um, yeah, to be a good steward or to be, you know, to be financially savvy. So coming at it from more of a positive perspective than a negative perspective. And I think that's a, that's a better, I think the outcome would be better, you know, allowing myself to be human now and allowing myself to, to live free, whether, whether you're married or whether you're single, uh, there's nothing better than living free within that particular relationship or in that particular situation, because I didn't realize it. And of course, until you know, now that in marriage, I was free. And, and now as a single person, I'm, I am free. I have my own boundaries and my own, you know, uh, guardrails or, you know, I kind of have my own, way that I live now. I mean, I could, I could go get wasted tonight and have a bunch of strippers over here and get wild tonight. I mean, I'm free to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, I mean, I love, I love, you know, women that dance or, you know, people that are in this, the stripping industry, I have a bunch of friends that do that. So it's, it's not, I'm not being, uh, I'm not saying that that's not good or bad. I'm just saying I'm free to do that, but that's not the lifestyle for me. Does that make sense at all? I have to be clear here. I love strippers. <laughs> I have to be clear because, and I say that I, I'm not, I don't go to strip club. I mean, I've been to strip clubs. Okay. I've been to strip clubs. It's just not my jam, but I, I, uh, I'm in the photography industry and I do a lot of, uh, photos for, uh, strippers or dancers, however they like to be referred to, to as, and so I've, I've really become real, actually really good friends with several, several strippers. And you know, the funny thing is, can I just, for those of you that I don't know if, if you're familiar with that community, I've been so shocked because again, I was raised super religious. I didn't go to a strip club until I was in my late forties was my first, I didn't even go to uh, Hooters. I didn't even go to a Hooters until my late forties. So just to give you, you know, context, I, again, I was raised that that was a sin. It was a sin. <laughs> and of course now, you know, I've been to some strip clubs, um, haven't been in a bit, but, uh, when I started getting into the photography business, I had been taking pictures of a lot of dancers for their social media and, and uh, promotion stuff. So I became a lot of close friends with many of them and like real good friends. Like I've a couple good girlfriends that are, that are strippers and I haven't slept with them or anything like that. Okay. They're just my friends. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was, there's, there's a particular strip club here in, in, uh, the greater Kansas city area. I'm 
not going to say their name. I don't, I don't know why I would say their name or why I wouldn't, but I'm just going to refrain from it. But there's a, there's a particular strip club here in Kansas city that I have taken pictures probably let's see one two three four five six about six or seven of the strippers i've uh done photos with our photos for and gosh they're just wonderful man all the girls that i've met are just wonderful and the stereotypical what i thought strippers were going to be like is not at all it's just not it's just not what you think. Most of the girls that strip, most of the women that strip are doing it for money, clearly, and are doing it because it's the best way to make the most amount of money for them. Uh, I mean, what are they going to do? Work at Target? Nothing wrong with this either, but you know, what are they going to do? Work at Target as a cashier and make, you know, nine, 10 bucks an hour when they can pull down a thousand dollars in a shift, <laughs> you know, like minimum, minimum four or 500 in a shift and like maximum. I, one of the girls I did photos with the other day, she pulled down 2,500 bucks in a day stripping. You can't do that doing any other bit. I mean, there are way there are businesses and things that you can do to make a lot of money, of course. Right. I mean, they, but, 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 um, Many of them don't know what else to do, you know? So this is like, this is a way to make a lot of money. And a lot of them are, are single moms and yeah. Anyway, so I was very, and Modi, most of you probably already know all this, you know, if you're at all familiar, like I just, guys, you got to imagine I was very naive, uh, probably still am pretty naive, uh, but I was very sheltered, you know? So I didn't, I didn't have. I didn't know the ways of the world. You know, I didn't, didn't have experience to know that. Yeah. Anyway. So I just wanted to make sure I clarify. I love strippers <laughs> because I have a lot of girls, a lot of friends who are strippers. And, uh, I just, I, I really, really cherish my, my friendship with, with them. And, uh, if they are by chance listening to this podcast, I just want you to know I love you and I don't judge anybody for what they do. So, okay. Uh, married versus single. So all the, I kind of got a little sidetracked, I think in that, in the first half hour, there are advantages to being single. There are advantages to being married. I think the best way to have the best marriage would be to, Enter into a marriage when you really have a good grasp of yourself or, or making sure that you are being true to yourself throughout your marriage, being honest with your spouse, wherever you are, what you are, what you feel, what you like about what they're doing, what you don't like about what they're doing, what you like about what you're doing, what you don't like about what you're doing. Like, Full and complete honesty, unbridled honesty, and really being able to walk that journey. And, you know, now, now, as, as a relationship coach and a date coach and all the stuff that I'm involved in, one of the things, now that I've experienced this, one of the things that I 
that I tell single people all the time is I say, Hey, listen, whatever you do, you need to be able to be alone, you know, going from your parents' house to then your spouse's house, though it can work. And there's a lot of people that can grow and make that happen and kudos to them. You know, I mean, I made it work for 25 years and so I, so I know it can be done and, but if, if you have the opportunity, like if you can spend time alone, I think minimum one year, like don't even have a roommate, just have you. Now I know that financially that can be a challenge. I know that that's been some things that, that, that I've talked to with singles and they're like, well, I just, you know, I can't, I can't afford to live alone. I have to have a roommate. And not that that's the end of the world. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And and again, I, I don't think that you, I don't think it's necessary to live alone to, to really get to know yourself. But I think that it's important to get to know yourself and, and, and for me, what it's taken. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean that everybody has to do the same journey I'm on. Uh, clearly there's always, there's a lot of different paths to take in life. Um, but when people say, you know, they went backpacking for three months all by themselves or they travel alone, you know, all that stuff. I'll be honest. When I was like married, I was always like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you live alone? Why would you travel alone? You know? And now I get it. It's part of the journey. It's part of discovering yourself. So if you're single right now, if you can spend at least one year living on your own with yourself by yourself, um, I think it's, I think that that's ideal. I think that's great if you could do that. Um, and if you can't, you know, just make sure that you spend time getting to know yourself and you're true to yourself and, you know, you're reading the books and you're doing the things that to really discover who you are and what you are and all that. And, you know, and sometimes even in a relationship or in a, in a roommate relationship, you know, you are alone, you know, especially if that person, you know, if you're not like really besties with that person and they're, you know, they kind of live their life, you live your life and it just happens to be under the same roof. I mean, uh, you know. I think you can still uh, reach the same destination, even in, in that scenario. And, you know, uh, I, I think this is something that, that I've heard many people say, many like marriage counselors, you know, marriage coaches or relationship coaches. I mean, this is like a, a thing I've heard before. Uh, but they, they've said, I've heard people say this, like, don't just go straight from your parents' house to your spouse's house. Like, you need to be able to live on your own for a while. It's that scenario. I think it's, I think it is important in the self-discovery journey to spend some time alone and however you get to do that. I think it's important. All right. So I said that going back to the benefits of being married, the benefits of being single, you know, the benefits that like what I enjoyed about being married and why uh, at some point I will get married again. Well, one is I, I enjoy companionship. I do. And, and it's funny when I, when I say that, I know that sometimes married folks are like, I just want some space to myself. You know, and then when you're single, you're like, I just like, I want to be with somebody. 
again, you know, single people want to be married, married people want to be single. So I, I think even when you're married, you know, the, the benefits of being married is the companionship, but also making sure that you take time away and be by yourself too, you know, so solo trips or guy trips. And I did some of that, you know, when I was, um, was married, it wasn't like I never did anything like that. Um, but it was like, you know, a week, a week here or whatever. Um, but I think it's important to, to get some time alone. Okay. So benefits of being married, um, benefits of marriage, of course, you know, companionship, uh, you know, two is better than one. Um, you know, sharing life with someone, uh, mainly, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, obviously the, you know, there's the sexual piece, obviously people always ask me, so do you have more sex now that you're single? Uh, like, I'm going to be like, yeah, man, I've got girls coming in and out every night. It's like, no, I had way more sex when I was married, actually. Um, so yeah, I mean, now I know that I've known married people that they didn't have that story. I have a friend that is, he got divorced not too long ago and, and he said, man, I was never having sex, man. When I was married, I'm having way more sex now. And of course, you know, his way more sex is, you know, he's having sex maybe once a week or whatever. And that's like way more than what he ever had before. So, you know, um, that's, you know, that's, that wasn't, that's not the case for me, but, uh, for me, I think the benefit the one main benefit outside of, you know, being in love with someone in the companionship piece, depending on your personality type, one of the things that I did enjoy about being married and what I'm looking forward to at some point again is someone to give to. Um, now I know that sounds like, Oh, Timmy, you're so awesome. No, I don't, I'm not saying it in that way. Like, but I, I'm a giver. That's just my personality. I mean, it, it, like in the personality profile testing, all the different things that I've ever done through the years, that is a personality trait of mine. I love to give. And, you know, when you're single, you know, I give to my friends or I give to, you know, whatever. I I still have the opportunity to give. I mean, hence one of the reasons I, you know, podcast and, and do different things that I do. It's a part of me, you know, giving back. Um, you know, I've been podcasting for several months now. I don't, I don't even know. I'd have to look at my thing here, but, and I've made a total of in like six months of podcasting, I've made a total of $25. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what, that's what I've made via podcasting. Now podcasting has given me the opportunity to, to share my voice, which is, you know, increased my, my branding. So I'm, you know, I'm benefiting in other ways, I'm sure, but like direct, uh, uh, economic, uh, um, uh, whatever income, you know, my, my direct, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the right word. My brain is like all over the place today. Income from the podcast from like commercials or whatever. Yeah. It's been 25 bucks over six months. So yeah, I'm not getting rich. I'm not buying that jet or the Lamborghini because of my podcast. Uh, and frankly, that never really was the goal. Yes. I would love to be you know, the next Joe Rogan fucking who wouldn't, I mean, I would be lying if I said, no, I don't ever want it. Of course. I'd love the podcast to take off and be fucking 
huge and you know have joe rogan invite me on his show and i'd invite joe rogan on my show that'd be fucking awesome of course but whether that happens or not i'll, I'll still be doing this i'm going to still do it i mean i've been doing it like i said now for you know six seven months or whatever and made 25 bucks and i'm still doing it and well i don't know i don't see myself stopping it's, i love it it's fun uh clearly i love to talk so companionship is a good thing about marriage, um, you know, sharing and dreaming together with someone, you know, building a life together with someone, um, all great stuff, all good stuff, all awesome, 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 awesome. And I really could go on and on and on about all the wonderful things about marriage, you know, the companionship and being able to give to someone, to share with someone, to impress someone, to you know, to hold hands with someone to, you know, all that stuff, of course, all that stuff is awesome. And now as a single guy, you know, what do I enjoy about being single? Well, for me, it's, you know, I ha all my time is spent doing, you know, what I want to do and with whoever I want to do it with. And so, and, and, you know, a lot of, I spend a lot of time investing in myself. Like I spend a lot of time reading. I spend a lot of time on my business. I spend a lot of time just you know, taking care of me and my stuff and my businesses and, and, you know, my clients and all that. So that, that is something that, that I, I do enjoy. And, you know, the other thing that, that, right, there's no one else around to, to irritate me. And I'm not saying my ex ever irritated me, but clearly guys, I mean, come on. I know I irritated her uh, clearly. And, you know, of course she irritated me at, at times. I mean, anybody that would say they, that their spouse never irritates them, even in, a, in an awesome marriage that happens. Okay. It's one reason why I don't have a roommate. I don't even have a roommate and it would be nice. The financial piece of having a roommate would be nice, but I don't want anyone in, I don't want anybody messing up my shit. I don't want anybody here to frustrate me. You know, I don't want to wake up in the morning and want to come in and turn on jazz music is what, which is what I do every morning. And, and someone might be up, up in here watching fucking news or something like, no, that would, I, I mean, you can even tell I'm getting amped up just thinking about it. That'd piss me the fuck off. I would hate that. I would hate having a roommate that does shit that I don't like. Cause I'm, I've, I like things very peaceful, very calm, very clean. So I don't have a roommate because I don't want someone that I have to clean up after. I don't want someone that's doing shit that's irritating me. I don't want someone, you know, listening to, you know, some kind of music that I don't like. Does that make sense? Right? So, <laughs> so I'm single. So I listen to the music I want to listen to. I eat the food that I want to eat. I, my apartment is decorated how I want it decorated. The color of my apartment is the color I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and you say, man, to me, it sounds very, you sound very selfish guys. Listen, I was married for 25 years and, and now I'm single. And so, you know, for 25 years, I always, and not always, I'm, I wasn't a perfect husband clearly, right? I'm divorced now. So clearly I wasn't perfect. Um, but you know, you have to accommodate in a marriage. And I teach this when I teach, when I teach pre-marriage classes, I say, now listen, 
it's not just about you now. You know, when you get married, it's about you have to you're, you're you have to um, consider someone else. So when I talk to singles, one of the things that what makes for a soulmate, right? People talk about soulmates. Okay, number one, I don't believe in soulmates, but I believe you can become soulmates. Okay, but I don't believe in the I don't believe in the concept of soulmate. But what I do believe in is the idea. I guess so. I do believe in the concept. I guess I believe in the concept of the idea of soulmate. I don't believe in that as a reality, but I believe it. I believe it in the sense of what makes for a great partner. And here's what I've learned. When we think we've met our soulmate, what it is, is, oh my God, I love to read books. Oh my God, they love to read books. Oh my gosh, they like to go to bed early. I like to go to bed early. They like to wake up early. So do I. They like coffee and I like coffee. They like experimenting with food and I like experimenting with food. They like, excuse me, they like to exercise and I like to exercise. They love rainy days and I love rainy days. They love to play in the snow and I love to play in the snow. Ah, oh my God, right? (laughs) That's that's what you call a soulmate. Why? Well, because it's not a disruption to your life. It's not like I, I don't like to eat meat and they like to go hunting and eat meat. I like working out. They like to sit on the couch all day. I like to be outside. They like being inside. I mean, like, (laughs) you know, I like to eat healthy. They like McDonald's that, that could be difficult. There's one way that that's workable. It, the only way that's workable is if you're okay with that. In other words, if you're, if, if they're okay with you eating meat and you're okay with them eating kale, right? Like if, if you like peace and quiet in the morning, but they like to get up and turn on, you know, CNN or Fox and Blair news in the morning. I mean, I guess the answer to that would be, and maybe you're married and you're going, Oh my God, you're explaining my frustrations right now. So you have to figure out a win-win. You have to figure out either sharing with your partner saying, I don't fucking want the news on in the morning blaring, put your fucking headphones on and listen to that shit to yourself. Okay. Or you put your headphones on to mute out what they're listening to, or if you're single. Okay. So that's for the married people. But if you're single, then you need to be in search of someone who shares what we call compatibility. It's, it's about finding someone who shares in the things that you like and dislikes the things that you dislike because you want to talk about a torturous marriage. It's somehow wildly, weirdly being attracted to someone who's a complete opposite on occasion. I've heard that those kind of relationships can work, but I don't, think it's the best idea. I don't think opposites that maybe they attract, maybe there's great, maybe that's a great sexual thing, right? There's, there's, there's that, 
But when I think of long-term companionship, like being with someone 25, 35, 45, 50 plus years, you have to share in a life and, and love the same things, like the same things, hate the same things. Now, let me be clear. There's always exceptions to every rule, of course. And, and there's, there's, there's a lot of benefit to someone who maybe has strengths that you don't have, opinions that you don't have. Of course, absolutely. I, I, I really do. I, I think there's certain things that can be complementary to each other. You know, if one's a saver, one's a spender, one's a what? But even in that scenario, right? If 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 you're a saver and you marry, if you're frugal and a saver and you marry someone who's a spender, that could be a fucking real problem, okay? Especially if they're spending your all's money. So, and same thing with if you know if you're super active and you're into fitness and they're not, that can be a real problem. That can, and I've done, and guys, I do this for a living. I'm a relationship coach. I can't tell you how many sessions, hundreds of sessions that I've had with couples that that's what they're fighting about. You know, she never wants to go anywhere or he never wants to go anywhere. He always wants to stay in or all he wants to do is eat junk food and I'm trying to do better and eat healthier. And he keeps, you know, or she keeps, that's just frustration. That's just that's going to be a constant frustration and you either just decide to not let it bother you, which can be hard to do, right? It can be hard to do if your partner is, is, um, eating at Taco Bell and, and Kentucky fried chicken and, and McDonald's and like, that's how they eat. And you're a healthy eater. Like that can be a real point of contention and it can only work if, and when you just either a let it go and just don't let it bother you and just let them be them and do what they want to do and find where you can meet in the middle or you have to, you know, have a real come to Jesus kind of talk. Okay. That's a kind of, if you're, if you're married and if you're single, I recommend and teach, try to find someone who shares in your interests. What do you like? What do they like? I think that, I think that stuff's really important. And how do you determine all that stuff? Well, you got to know what you like. And that goes back to what I talked about, about being alone. I think that's, that's how we discover and find ourselves is to really sit with ourselves and, and spend some time alone. And, and there are, again, you know, if you're married, I, I say, look for the best, look for the good. And and don't let the little things that you don't like spoil what you do like, you know? So if you're, again, if you're listening to this podcast and you're married, you know, don't let the little things that, that irritate you become the big things, you know, talk to your partner about it, you know, whatever, whatever the issue might be, just sit down with your partner and say, Hey, listen, I've got to be honest. There's some things that are really frustrating me and here they are, right? You know, I wake up in the morning and you're, you know, blaring your fucking news shit and it just puts me on edge. It makes me irritable, makes me, you know, not want to be here, makes me not want to be around you. 
Right. Like you have to be honest. You have to share that shit. It's either you just like it and say, this is what it is. I married this person. I just choose to like it and just whatever. But, but the worst thing you can do is to have it irritate you and you don't say anything and you just build up resentment. You just let that resentment build because what, what will happen, which is unfortunate. I've seen it happen is you'll get to a certain stage in life and you know, everything your partner is doing is irritating to you. And then you meet someone at work or you meet someone out and about and they like the same things you like. They like to eat the same food you like to eat. They like to be, exp they like to travel like you, you know what I'm saying? Like you put yourself in a really compromising situation in a dangerous place uh, of, of, you know, of, of making a bad decision because you have not communicated clearly with your partner what you like and what you don't like and what you find acceptable and not acceptable and and also listening to what they think as well like listening to what what is what what are the, what are the things that you do that irritate your partner right being open and willing to share that with each other like here's what irritates me about and it, this sounds this sounds like it's about being open and honest and not that we always just, that's what our marriage always is. You know, when you're married, you just share with each other what frustrates you about each other. Of course not, but you have to be honest about those things. You know what I mean? Like you have to be honest with yourself and with your partner. If you're in a committed partnership, you have to be honest because if you don't, I'm telling you, just take it and learn from my mistakes. If you don't speak your truth, if there are things that irritate you and frustrate you, they will come by, they will force you to, to make poor decisions. When you get so irritated and upset with someone and you don't speak your truth, you don't speak your mind, you then will do some stupid shit. This is a fact. So you owe it not only to your partner, but you owe it to yourself to be honest and say, you know what? I've not said anything, but we got to figure out, we got to figure out something here because I don't like this, whatever it is. I, again, you know, one of the things that I meet with a lot of couples about, you know, guys will make an appointment with me, uh, or even, you know, women will make appointments with me or the couple will either way. And you know, one of, one of the other is frustrated sexually. And I've had women be frustrated with their husbands about sex too. So it goes both ways and they're just so frustrated. They don't know what to do. They're just so beside themselves. They're so frustrated because they want, more sex, more frequent or freakier sex or exploratory sex or whatever. And, and, and rather than coming to their partner, you know, and being nice about it, but saying, Hey, listen, you've not worn lingerie in a year and I want you to wear lingerie. I think you look beautiful in lingerie and I want you to wear lingerie, right? rather than just being irritated privately or secretly about it and being just frustrated about it, talk to your partner about it, you know, and if they don't receive it well, then make an appointment with a counselor 
and in front of a counselor say, here's my frustration. My partner doesn't wear lingerie. I wish that he would, <laughs> right? I wish that she would and, and, and she doesn't. And so it's frustrating me. Okay. I'm going to take a short commercial break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to stay with this thought because I think this is this podcast that I thought was going to go one way is now turning another way, which I think is good and probably going to be helpful for those listening. We'll be right back after a short commercial break. All right. We're back in the sack. Wait, no, I'm not back in the sack. Back on the mic. <laughs> Breaking it down. I can't beatbox. All right. So <laughs> I swear I'm not. I'm not uh, drinking today. Um, so yeah, I ended with talking about the importance of being your authentic, true self. And, um, you know, if you are married, making sure that you are, you know, speaking your truth, that you're being honest, you're being open, you're being vulnerable. And that is, is so I've talked about what what the benefits of being married, right? Companionship and all, and there, the, you know the the so the one there's a million great things about being married, okay, right? And there's things that can be challenging, you know, accommodating someone else, um, right? We do things that we don't like ourselves, but we're pretty forgiving of that because then we can just change it. You know, if like, if I don't like that, I'm haven't been going to the gym, well, there's no one to blame, but yourself. Right. So then you can just get your ass to the gym and fix that. Right. If you don't like that, you don't go to the gym, change it and get your ass to the gym in a marriage. So you can't do that. If you don't like that, your spouse isn't going to the gym, you can't make them go to the gym. And the more that you hound them or tell them or try to encourage them to go to the gym, you only build a bigger divide between you two, right? And so that's the challenge of a relationship is, you know, you can't control another person. So if, if your partner does things that irritate you, you have to just either accept it and move on meaning like this is this is what it is this is what it's going to be i can't change him or her and so you just accept them as they are which is an important piece you know but you can't do it and build resentment if 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 there are things that your partner does that irritate you you have to speak your mind and hopefully you have a loving kind caring partner that would be willing to adjust those things to accommodate you just as if they bring things to you Hopefully you would be willing to accommodate them as well, right? That's what a relationship is. That's what a marriage is. It's give and take. Where it falls out of balance or where it goes south, let's just pick on something that we can all, let's just pick on sex, okay? Let's, let's, can we just talk about sex here for a second? Because this is a big issue in relationships often. Say you're in a marriage. And you want to have more sex than what you're having. Okay. Right. Well, do you need to communicate that with your partner? <laughs> 
And hopefully they are willing to accommodate that request willingly and happily, or you have a problem, right? If you're having sex once a month and you would rather be having sex a few times a week, that's a big discrepancy. And so there's a lot of things, there's, you know, there's a lot of things to discuss here, right? Like, is the sex good, right? Maybe she doesn't want to have sex with you, or maybe he doesn't want to have sex with you because the sex isn't good. Maybe, maybe there's some, um, some grooming issues that need to be addressed or there's, uh, hygiene issues that need to be addressed. Okay. Hopefully you can read between the lines. Hopefully you're smart enough to pick up what I'm putting down there, but you know, maybe there's some issues with some of those things that need to be addressed. Right. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to be making out with someone if they had nasty ass breath that smelled like a dead fucking carcass on the side of the road. I don't want to be making out with that. Right. So, and just translate that into everything else. Okay. So those things need to be addressed. And the, the challenge, again, the challenge of a relationship is the meeting in the middle. Especially if you like different things, if you know, he likes hair and you don't like hair, we have a discrepancy, right? Cause one person wants to shave, but if their partner doesn't like that, it's shaved. Well, <laughs> who gives up what they want, right? Does the person that doesn't like to shave shave then for their partner? And yet does that make sense? Right? So it's like you, that's where, that's where marriage gets real is what I want. You don't want, right? I want to have sex every day. Well, I only want to have sex once a month. Okay. Somebody's going to be frustrated and disappointed in that scenario. So in a relationship to be able to come to a meeting in the middle, there's going to have to be compromise on both sides. And, and, you know, somebody's going to have, like each person has to give up a little. If someone's on the right and someone's on the left in order to meet in the middle, each person has to give up a little of themselves to get to the middle where they can say, yes, we, we don't even have to pick up, pick up, pick out uh pick on sex. We could talk about the, you know, one's a spender, one's a saver. Well, you can't spend everything and you can't save everything. Right. So there's gotta be a meeting in the middle. There has to be an agreement saying, Hey, listen, we can't spend, you know, we make a thousand dollars a month. We can't spend a thousand dollars a month. That's not wise. Right. But we also can't, we, you know, we don't want to, we can't save everything. Cause one day we're going to die. And you know, like, so there's gotta be a compromise. And so you gotta, you gotta come to a compromise. And what I've learned in my practice, if you will, is often there's a pseudo compromise, meaning someone acts like they've compromised to a place of happiness or contentment and they, and they really haven't. And so that's where, that's where you have to be super duper honest and just really lay it out and whatever that is. And so 
Yeah, that just that, that's what you have to do. So then, you know, on the other flip side, I know a lot of people who are single and they're miserable. They're miserable single. They don't they don't like being single. And so they 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 kind of have that bitter, jaded single vibe going on, which is ugly as fuck. That's just one of the most disgusting things, you know, as a as a single dude, when I meet a, a woman that's jaded and bitter, you know, like an anti-Valentine's Day type person. Fuck that kind of person. I have no interest in that. That is just ugly, 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 ugly. Uh, not an attractive trait at all when someone's bitter and jaded and hates hates anything to do with love, you know, hates flowers, hates Valentine's Day, hates this, hates that. It's like, oh, my God, that's just so gross. So. But you're the only one, you're the only one responsible for yourself, right? When you're single, you can try to blame people if you want to. I mean, that you're, it's free country. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But at the end of the day, there's no one to blame except for the person staring back at you in the mirror. So, you know, the benefits of marriage compatibility, the challenges of uh, marriage is being able to truly be compatible and and not just be in a frustrating situation where you're just constantly frustrated, right? You want to go out and about and your partner wants to stay in. That's frustrating. How do you work through that frustration? Then on the flip side, so being single, the benefits of being single is the only person you can be frustrated with is your own damn self. So like, can only be frustrated with yourself but you lack the companionship right there's that's so the frustrating part it's almost like flipped what's great about marriage is what's a challenge in being single and what's a challenge in being single is kind of one of the great things in wait did i say that right so what you like about i'm trying to make sure i said this right so what's great about marriage is a challenge when you're single and what's a challenge when you're married is great when you're single. Woo, I got it. I said it right. Okay. So they're, you know, they're almost like the opposites. What's great about marriage? Companionship. What's a challenge in being single is no companionship. What's a challenge in marriage, right? Is you can't control another person. Frustration, right? Irritate. Well, when you're single, like, and, and especially like in my situation, I don't, I don't have a roommate. So my house looks exactly like it. I want it to look the only food that I eat is exactly what I want to eat. <laughs> right. It's like, I mean, but the companionship piece is missing. Right. And I, I love companionship. Now I'm a whole complete person. I'm definitely not looking for someone that would need somebody. Okay. I don't need anybody. Um, I would like to be in a relationship, especially now that I'm, 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 you know, uh, in just such a good place emotionally and, and in every way, I'm just in a great place to be in a relationship. So I'm finally, excuse me, I'm finally ready. You know, it's been a long journey. And so now I feel like I could be a real, like, I guess, asset, if you will, um, be a real asset in a relationship, uh, or be a real, you know, a real, yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother fucking story. It doesn't really matter. Um, 
So yeah, bottom line. So this whole podcast, uh, what's better being single or being married? Well, whatever state you're in, make the most of it, make it awesome. If you're married, make it awesome. What isn't awesome about your marriage? Okay. Like literally write that shit down and talk to your partner about it. Now I would recommend that if the list is long <laughs> or even if it's short, doesn't matter. I would go see a therapist or a counselor and just talk about that shit with your counselor. Say, here are some things that are frustrating me in my marriage. What, how do you think I should handle this? What, what do you think I should do? How should I approach this? Okay. And then you approach your partner about those things. And depending on how that goes, might require some, some sessions to kind of work through those things. Because the, the thing, the, the problem with frustrations is those can leak out into negative behavior, right? And there's only one person to, to blame for negative behavior. That's yourself. Okay. You can't blame your spouse for why you cheated. You can't blame your child, your spouse for why you're unhappy. You can't blame yourself. Now people do, you know, if my partner would just do this or if my, okay, that's all bullshit. That, I mean, that's all bullshit. The, the reality is you're the only one to blame. You know, you cheated because for whatever reason you cheated, that's on you, right? You can't blame anybody for that. Now there might be some extenuating circumstances or there might be, you know, like my counselor said, he said, Timmy, you know, there's a lot of grains of sand that make up the sandstorm. It's not just one grain of sand. There's a lot of moving pieces and moving parts, but at the end of the day, there's only one person to blame and that's yourself. And so, you know, that's, that's something that, that I, um, have really come to terms with, with, in my, with, with, well, I've only come uh, the thing that I've come to, to terms with in my life is there's only one person that's responsible and that's me. And so if my life is going well, well, that's on me. If my life isn't going well, that's also on me. And, you know, can't blame the government, can't blame this, can't blame that. Um, whether, where there is a will, there is a way. I really believe that. I don't, I'm not the victim. Uh, no, I refuse to be a fucking victim. That's, that's, that's a shitty way. In my opinion, that's a shitty way to live, to blame other people for your fucking shit. If you don't like the way something is change that shit. If you don't like the way, you, whatever, change it, make the change, do what you got to do. I'm not making enough money and okay, then get another fucking job or create something, do something else, figure something out, you know, go back to school, like do something. Don't just fucking complain. So, right. I, if you're married, do that shit that I just said, it'll help you. All right. Now for those that are single, right? There's a lot of benefits in being single. So relish and live revel in those things, enjoy those things. And, um, you know, work on those things. The most important piece in, in being able to be in a partnership, it truly is flexibility. Okay. That is a, that is such an important piece being selfless and being flexible. Those are important pieces. If you're, you know, if you, I always say, if you're single, you know, you, you have to always be malleable. If I think that's the right word, you always have to be moldable and malleable and teachable 
because if you become too rigid, you know, you're going to have to find someone that, that's, you know, so specific that could be a challenge, you know, that, that there's a match out there for you. There is, there's a match out there for you, especially if you're, you know, flexible a little bit and things don't always have to be your way or the highway. So that's something to remember as a single person is, you know, don't become so set in your ways and so rigid that, that it's going to be impossible to find another human being that's your twin. So, but, but then I would then kind of add to that, that if you are single, one of the most important parts in the journey of finding a mate someday is working on yourself, you know, be the best version of yourself. Bring, bring, bring your best version to the market, right? Bring your, like you're the product. So bring the best product you possibly can to the market, right? You know, your fitness, you know, your body shape should be what you want. Okay. Outside of what you were born with, right? We all like, I'm five foot 10, five foot 11. I can't get any taller. That's not going to happen. I can't but I can be thinner. I can be bigger. I can be more muscular. I can be less muscular. That's on me. I can dress better. I can be cleaner. I can be right. I mean, there's so many things that I am in charge of that I, I am responsible for. And I, again, I can't make any excuses. There's no fucking excuse for some things, right? Some things are set in stone. They are what they are. There's a lot of things though, I think that we are in control of, and I'm so shocked by the number of people that I encounter that, you know, aren't happy with the way they look. And it's like, it's like they're kryptonite. It's like, I see them year after year after year and what they hated five years ago about themselves, they still hate to this day. And I'm just like, why the fuck don't you change that? I don't understand that you wouldn't change whatever you need to change to, in order to accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish. And again, I'm, I'm speaking to myself too. I mean, I, this is a, a constant frustration and struggle within my own self. Right. But I'm, again, I'm the only one I can only blame myself. I can read the books. I can go back to school. I can learn, I, you know, I'm, I can go to the gym. I can lose the weight if I need to. I'm I I can do whatever I can do. Okay, so I lost my train of thought there, but um married versus single. Whatever state you're in, revel in it, enjoy it, make the most of it. If you're in a partnership, be the best person in that partnership that you can possibly be. If there's anything that's frustrating you, or, or irritating, share that with your partner. And if it continues to irritate you, like then make a, an appointment with a counselor and work that shit out. Yeah. There's just life's too short to be in a frustrated relationship. Right. And what I mean by that is not saying divorce trust me, that's not what I'm saying it's too, life's too short to be in a frustrating relationship, meaning work it out, like work it out, go to counsel, whatever's frustrating you work it out. And if that 
you know, if your partner's unwilling to change, you know, if they're like, I only want to have sex once a year and you want to have sex once a week, you know, <laughs> you either have to be okay with only having sex once a year or, you know, they need to change so that you guys can have, you know, whatever, right? Get it. That ain't going to work like that. That's what causes many frustrations in a relationship. One person wants something different than what the other person wants. And gosh, that is difficult. It's just difficult. So hopefully you and your partner love each other enough to, to work it out and make it make sense. All right. Enough about that. All right. Benefits of being married. Like I already said, companionship, the frustrating part is what I already said. Single. The wonderful part about that is you get a real opportunity to get to know yourself, to grow and develop, be the best version of yourself, to really know and define what you like, what you want, who you are, um, and all that stuff. It's so important. So if you're single, don't complain about being single. Okay. I'm going to end with this thought here. <laughs> if you're single, don't be a bitter fucking jaded single person. And if you're married, don't be a bitter fucking jaded married person. Make the most of what situation you're in as much as it depends upon you. Okay. Cause you can't change anybody else, but if you're married, you're going to have to try and not try to change them, but you have to try to negotiate and work that shit out to where you both can be happy. And a lot of times it's just throwing in the towel and being humble and, and vulnerable and just saying, this really bothers me. I don't like being in a sexless marriage or I don't like being in a, like whatever, whatever it is, you got to share it. And for those that are, that are single, you know, if you got to get to a place where you love being single, like I loved being married. And now I'm single. I love being single and I will get married again someday. I, I have, I have no doubt. I know that is my, um, that that's in my future. I know hundred percent. I know it. And, but right now I'm in the single mode and I'm living it. Like I'm, I'm enjoying every minute of it. I take advantage of it in every possible way that I can. And it's, it's awesome. I, I really enjoy it. So I guess that is a, an hour and a half podcast to get down to that. What's better being married or being single? Well, whatever state you're in is what's better at that moment, right? I'm single now. And so Right now, I love being single. When I was married, I was married. And so I loved being married. Um, and if you find yourself in a situation where you're married and want to be single or you're single and really want to be married, man, I would say you really better turn inward and figure out what the fuck that is. Like, you know, what what's up with that? Uh, all I can tell you is this. Don't make the mistake of going inward and keeping that shit buried within because it will leak out in a bad way. Go to a counselor, talk to your partner about it. Yeah, I mean, if you're married, right? I mean, like you really need to hash that out. If you're married and you want to be single, 
you really need to you need to get that out in the open. Now, don't just go to your partner and say, hey, I want to be single. <laughs> go to a counselor first uh, and just talk that shit out and, and you know, kind of identify what what is frustrating you about marriage. And then you talk to your partner about that so you guys can work on it together, of course. But if you're single, same thing, man. And if, you know, if you're in Kansas, well, for fuck's sakes, you don't even have to be in Kansas City. I, I do coaching all the time. So, I mean. You know, email me, Timmy at timmygibson.com, and we can set up a, uh, a FaceTime or a Zoom or whatever you want to, to hash it out too. Or find a counselor, you know, whatever. And just kind of get down into the nitty gritty of why, why you hate being single so much and want to be married. The, the problem with that is, here's the problem with that, is when you desperately really want something, and it's coming from a place of you just hate being single, you're going to make a bad decision. You, you it's, I mean, you, I, I know many of you, I can just hear you saying, amen, Timmy. Amen. That's so true. It is so true. I know that's true. If you are single and you hate being single, that makes you vulnerable. You're going to make a bad decision because you're, you're, you're unhappy being single and you think your happiness is stemmed from being single. Therefore, if you're in a relationship, you'll be happy. And the reality is that is not fucking true. The only way to be happily married or happily in a partnership is to be happy single. That's the only way. Now you can be happy single but long for a relationship. I mean, I think that's okay. I, you know, I think you can be like, Hey, I'm happy single, but you know, I would like to be in a relationship. That's okay. I, I don't think that's bad. You know, you can be married and, and miss some things about being single. I, I don't think, I think that's healthy. I mean, I think you can, you know, kind of like miss some of the things that maybe you had when you were single that maybe you don't have now as a married person, but you know, I think that's just being very honest with life. Um, but look at the good, right? Look at the benefit of being in a relationship, all the benefits and the blessings that come with being in a relationship. If you're married, if you're single, look at all the wonderful things that, that, you know, are a part of being single and really love those things, right? Love yourself and love being single. But I don't, I think that it's okay, you know, to be single and happy and yet want to be in a relationship. But if you think that being in a relationship is going to make you happy, you are just way wrong. And you know, this just look back through your history, right? Just, you know, this, we all know this and we still get caught in that trap. You know, we just get caught in that trap. You know, it's almost the grass is greener over there kind of trap. You know, it's like it, you're never going to be happy in life until you realize that you're only in charge of your own yard. <laughs> make it, make it awesome. You know, make the grass where you are greener. And I mean that whether you're single or married, if you're in a marriage, make it awesome. If you're single, make it awesome. And that's the best chance that we have at happiness. So 
thanks. Thank you so much for joining me for this, this uh, particular podcast. What's better being single or married? Well, whatever situation you're in, make it the best. That's, I mean, I think that's the bottom line, really. Like if you're single, then enjoy every minute of being single. If you're married, enjoy every minute of being married. Um, but you know, that's the first thing that comes to my mind when someone says, what do you like better being married or being single? Well, there's just a lot of benefits about being married and there's a lot of benefits about being single. But for me, I want to be married at some point in my life. I want to be in a partnership. I want to have a companion. I want to have someone that I can, you know, love and, and, you know, cherish and do fun things with. And of course, I think most people, I think, I mean, I think if people really, really honest, you know, it's, it's always funny when I talk to single people that, you know, act like they don't ever want to be married, but yet they're, they're engaged in activities that are pseudo marriage, you know, like the person that like sleeps around all the time. It's like, okay. Like <laughs> anyway, now, now I'm getting into, now I'm getting into, to, to pick it on different, different ideas out there. Here's the reality. If you're single and you want to be single for the rest of your life, there is nothing wrong with that at all. If you're happy with it, like if that's, but don't be bitter about it. Don't, don't, don't get to that point out of bitterness, get to that point out of, no, I literally just want to be single. That's what I want to be and how I want to live. Then, then that's awesome. Same thing. If you're married, don't just wish you were single, <laughs> be married, love your partner like crazy, you know? Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. Peace.